Should Detroit Pistons fans be worried about their franchise player, Cade Cunningham, heading into this season? We'll talk about that in today's episode of Locked on Pistons podcast. You are Locked on Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. Per usual, I'm your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter, at Kuka Hill. I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel, at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. Later on, we'll talk about a two-way contract being offered Um to a Piston former, or a guy we saw play really well in the preseason, I should say, uh, got a two-way contract. And also, we have some injuries for the Detroit Pistons. Two key guys are going to be out for their season opener. We'll talk about how that impacts the team and what starting lap you could possibly see in place of some of these guys that are going to be out. Um, but first thing we're going to talk about is Cade Cunningham, the Detroit Pistons franchise player. That's heading into his third season. He hasn't even played a season's worth of games and missed basically his entire second season. So I'm really considering his second season in the NBA. But this is technically his third year going into the league. And just to keep it keep it 100, he did not have a great preseason. Now, I've seen Pistons fans, some Pistons fans, start to get really worried. I've even saw the topic come up that is Cade who we think he is. Should you be worried about Cade? Do the Pistons need to have a plan B? Is he is he not who we think he is? Like all I've seen, I've seen a lot of talk, a lot more talk than I've ever seen. I think about Cade after just three preseason games he played. So I'm going to ask the question. I'll answer it. Should Detroit Pistons fans be worried about Cade Cunningham after this preseason and going into this third season? And I'd say yes and no. No, as in you shouldn't be worried about anything that you saw from, let me not say anything. If you watched preseason and you thought, oh God, Cade's not balling out in preseason. Cade's not going crazy in preseason. It's over with. He's not, what what do you average in the, in the preseason? I have his stats right here. He shot what? He shot 37% from the field, 45% from deep, 100% from the uh, free throw line. Um, Damn, there's... there's does NBA.com not even have how many points they scored per game? Oh, right here. 11.0 points per game. So if you watch preseason, like, oh, he only averaged 11 points a game, blah, 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 you're freaking out. No, you shouldn't be freaking out over that. Um, I think from my watching of K in this preseason, it didn't look like he was trying all that hard. Um, I don't think that, obviously, that's not going to be case when the season starts. But specifically defensively, you definitely saw he didn't have much energy on that end. Um, and even on some of his drives... I'm not sitting here saying that Cade's the most athletic player in the entire NBA, but we've watched Cade now for, what, 76 games? And his drives in the preseason really f- looked like, you know, he was kind of just taking his time, you know, just, you know, a little bit too lackadaisical and relaxed with it. Um, so I didn't think he was pressing, pressing too hard in the preseason. So, no, I don't think you should watch preseason and get all worked up about anything. Um, if You know, if you want to look at a positive from preseason, though, he did shoot 45% from three, and his catch-and-shoot threes did look really good. Um, his pull-up threes, he didn't hit very many of those. Those still look like a work in progress, or at least it looks like he's knocking some rust off. 
Um, let me not say a work in progress. It could be really good this year. But he was knocking some rust off. When it came to his catch-and-shoot threes, though, he was really shooting the ball well in preseason from deep. Um, but outside of that, I'm not reading too much in anything from his preseason because I thought it was pretty clear from his energy and what I watched that he wasn't giving it his 100%, especially on defense. So, no, I don't think you should be worried about the K Cunningham in that respect. I don't think you should be worried about K Cunningham you know, being a bum, I guess, when the season starts. No, I don't think you should be worried about that. Cade is going to be good. He's a good player. He's going to be good for the Detroit Pistons this year. You shouldn't be worried about Cade being good for the Pistons this year at all. So, no, if that's the angle you're looking at, no, don't be worried at all. What I will say is that there is some reason for Pistons fans to be worried about this. I I think this is a worry that you're always going to have about Cade until he actually is. And that is, is Cade actually going to be a top 10 player in the NBA? Is Cade actually going to be one of the best players in the NBA? Because so much of the Pistons' future hinges on that. So much of the Pistons' future, actually their entire future hinges on Cade Cunningham becoming a top 10 player in the NBA. So, should Pistons fans be worried about that happening? Yeah. Every every Pistons fan, heck, go to any team. The Houston Rockets should be worried about Jalen Green being a top 10, top 20 player. They should be worried about Amon Thompson being a top 10, top 20 player. Go to any rebuilding team, any team with a, with a, with a really bright young player that's not quite at his peak yet. Every team, every fan base should be worried about, hey, is this guy actually going to reach where, he's, where we think he can get to? So, yeah, should Pistons fans be concerned? Hey, is, is Cade going to be that guy this year? Is he actually going to be that top 10 player? Is he actually going to be a superstar in the NBA? Yes, you should be worried about that because we're not, we haven't seen it yet. He's really young, and because the whole Pistons future relies on it, if that doesn't happen, I mean, it's tough to see what the Pistons future looks like. So, yeah, you should, have, you should always. I, I don't even know. If, maybe worry is not the right word. But yeah, like until Kate actually is the superstar, and until Kate actually is the top ten player, yeah, you should have some level of worry and some level of oh, is he actually going to do it? Yeah, I mean that's just people may not want to say that out loud, but obviously, I mean I, that's obvious. Until Kate actually proves to be that, everyone's going to worry about if he's actually going to get there. So that's the one place I'd say you can worry about Kate, I guess. But no, am I worried about Kate for this upcoming season being a good player? No. Did his preseason scare me or something? And I think he's now going to be a bum or something. No, I, I don't. I, I'm not worried about any of those things. His preseason didn't scare me at all. He's clearly knocking some rust off. I'm just happy he played three preseason games because, like we've seen from K the last two years, he takes a second to really warm up with the season and 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 you know get everything going. And I'd rather that happen in preseason than have to wait like the first three to four games of the season trying to get Cade, get his legs under him, and get him warmed up. Let him play the whole preseason, get warmed up, so when the season comes around, he's ready for that instead of having to wait the first few games of the season. So I'm just happy that he's healthy. I'm happy they got those preseason games out the way. I'm happy he got three games of rust to knock off, and I think he's going to be really good for the Pistons this year. I th- like I said, I've said multiple times, I think Cade will average around 22 to 23 points a game, six of rebounds, six assists, you know, Efficiency would be a little bit better this year. I hope he's around like 54, 55 true shooting percentage. Like, that's why I think Cage is going to be this year. I think he's going to be really good. So I don't think you should be worried about that. But like I said, should you be worried about Cade becoming that superstar? Yeah, until he does, everyone's going to be worried about it because the Pistons' future relies completely on it. So that's my take on it. I don't think you guys should be reading anything into the, into the Pistons. Maybe, let me not say anything, into Cade's. 
because there is stuff with the Pistons preseason, overall preseason that you can read into, I think. But with Cade, just watching the game, I, I think it's very clear that he wasn't given his absolute best on the defensive side. And some a lot of his, even his ball handling offensively, he was a little bit lackadaisical with the ball offensively. It kind of felt like he was just trying to get into the groove of things and just, you know, taking his time and, you know, really trying to get his legs underneath him. It didn't really feel like he was going all out. Um, so I wouldn't be concerned about that. Um, but let me know in the comment section down below if you are worried about Kay Cunningham. Was this preseason concerning enough to you to where you are now worried about this upcoming season for him? Let me know in the comment section down below or over on Twitter, at Kukahill. When we come back, the Pistons are going to be missing some key players for their opening night game against the Miami Heat. We'll talk about who they're missing and how that can impact them in that game and however long they'll be out moving forward. But first, I've got to tell you guys about one of our sponsors. That is FanDuel. Snap into NFL action this season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. This app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. And if you head over to FanDuel right now and you go to the Pistons' first regular season game against the Miami Heat, they have them as massive underdogs against the Miami Heat. The Pistons are plus 315 at Miami. If you think the Pistons maybe get the upset off, head over to FanDuel and take advantage of that plus 315. They also got the over and under in that game at 220. I honestly think the Pistons and or that game in general will go over 220 points. Um, I don't think the Pistons are going to be very good defensively unless they go a specific lineup, which we'll talk about soon. But that's the kind of thing you can do over at FanDuel. You can take the plus 8.5 spread of that game. You can take the Pistons at plus 315. Or you can take the over-under at 220 points scored in that game against the Miami Heat. So, again, head over to FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NBA and NFL season. That's FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. So I want to thank you guys again for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Locked On Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. That's another great way to support the podcast. So according to Monty Williams, and obviously this according to the Detroit Pistons in general, um, we have been told that Boyan Bogdanovich and Monty Morris will both miss the first game of the regular season for the Detroit Pistons. So how does that affect them? Well, I, I feel like Boyan's almost a guaranteed starter for this team. So they are down one starter instantly to start the year, instantly. Now this team has been plagued by injuries for, th- I feel like for two to three years now to various players. Obviously last year the injury bug was crazy, but even the year before that the injury bug was really wild, um, especially during that time with the COVID um, and Pistons had damn near, I believe it was only Sadiq and Hamadou Diallo playing um, in those games. The Pistons have been dealing with the injury bug for a while, going back two to three years. Heck, even Killian's rookie year, he got that hip injury and missed almost the entire year. So they've dealt with this for a while. And now to start the gate, start out the gate here, the Pistons are without at least one starter. And I think without at least two rotational players. I think Monty for sure was going to be in the rotation somehow. Um, I don't think Killian Hayes' play in the preseason was enough to completely bump Monty Morris out the rotation. 
Um, even though I do think Killian Hayes probably played his way into the rotation, I don't think that it was even 100%. I, I think there was a chance that Killian maybe was even out the rotation still and Monty Morris was going to be in the rotation. So at the very least, the Pistons are without two rotation players now. So they're definitely not going to be at their very best, I feel like. Um, I, I mean, actually, there's, we'll talk about it in a minute, but there are a few lineups that they could try to run that I think maybe could be better you know, subtract or addition by subtraction. Um, you might see some of that play out. But the Pistons obviously do not like to start the season out like this. Pistons fans aren't happy to start the season off like this. You'd like to have everybody 100% and be able to play any hand you'd like to play, especially to start the season. So this definitely sucks for the Pistons. Um, the first question, though, with it is who's starting now? What's going to be the starting lineup? And I'm incredibly interested to see because you got every, it felt like you got every single possible combination that they could consider during the preseason. During the preseason, you got Cade, Asar, Killian Hayes, Stu, and Duran. You got Cade, Ivy, Asar, Stu, and Duran. You got Cade, Burks, Asar, Stu, and Duran. So you got, I feel like, I mean, there probably is a few other ones that they maybe could have tried, but you got quite the combinations of starting lineups in the preseason um, for the Detroit Pistons. And none of them featured Bojan because he had been out throughout the preseason. So, in one hand, they should be, you know, maybe a little prepared or a little bit ready to play without Boyan, but they really needed his spacing and his shooting, obviously his overall just scoring. In his absence, what will they decide to go? Will they decide to go the route of Cade, Killian, Asar, Stu, Duran, that defensive lineup, that starting lineup that by far was the best starting lineup of the preseason? I, I, let me say this real quick too. I'm really mad and upset that NBA.com, I can't find it on Clean the Glass either. I can't find it on any of the sites that I pay. Synergy, I can't find it on any of the sites that I pay for with these NBA stats. Any lineup data for preseason. Now, I understand it's just preseason. And, you know, you don't want to put too much stock in the preseason at all. But I can't. you can't at least get the, the lineup data? Because I know for sure watching the games that that starting lineup had the best. It, it was the best lineup the Pistons had played by far. They were playing really well against the OKC Thunder, held them to just 23 points in the first quarter. They outscored them by four in that first quarter. They were playing really well. But I would have loved to actually have the, the, the offensive defensive rating and net rating of that lineup versus the other starting lineups. But we don't apparently we don't get that during the preseason. Either way, my point is, that starting lineup looked by far the best of any starting lineup they tried in preseason. It actually was the only one that looked good, not just competent, but good. They were really suffocating the Thunder on defense and just running every opportunity they could in transition. They looked really good. But in the half court, that lineup is probably going to be a little funky, especially with some of the spacing issues. So do they decide to go that route and run full defense, run in transition, and maybe deal with some of the funkiness in the half court? Or maybe they go with Cade, Ivy, Asar, Duran, and Stu. They saw Ivy in the starting lineup in the last preseason game, is he now back into the sorry lineup? Or was that just, you know, to try a different experiment out? I don't think that lineup looked too great, especially defensively. But I don't think the Pistons, like I said, I don't think that I don't think the Pistons are going to trot out any lineup besides the first one I said that's going to be good defensively. I I, I that's the only lineup I can see that's going to be good defensively. Now, with Ivy in the lineup, you expect that lineup to be Maybe not. Maybe it isn't as good in transition because you're not getting as many stops, but it definitely should probably be better in the half court. So maybe you go for a better functioning half court offense with that one, or maybe you go with keeping Ivy off the bench and you go with Burks in the starting lineup and keep the spacing 
um, of just a pure shooter at the two-guard position in Cade, Burks, Asar, Durden, and Stu. And you trot that line about and really get Ivy committed to his six-man role for the Detroit Pistons. Heck, maybe they throw a curveball at us. But I think those are the really... Maybe you get Marcus Sasser in the starting lap at the two-guard. Like, who knows? I think all options are on the table right now, especially with Boyan out. Um, my The question I have, really, the bigger question I have, is when Boyan comes back, do they just throw him back into the starting lineup? Do they bring him off the bench? Does he get traded? Like, that's why I want to know. When Boyan comes back and he's healthy, what's his future with the Pistons look like by that time? How long is he going to be out? And in the few games that the Pistons starting lap looks good, does he come off the bench? That's the real question I'm asking here. But as far as what they're going to do with the starting lineup in, in the first game of the season, I really don't know. I don't know. They can go any route. And it just depends what Monty wants to go with that lineup. Does he want to go offense? Does he want to go defense? Does he want to go half-court offense? Does he want to go transition? Does he want to go more vet presence? Like, it depends what he wants to go with. If I was the coach, if I was Coach Cahill, and I made my decision... I'd go with the best lineup we saw in preseason. That was the Cade, Killian, Asar, Duran, and Stu. If you really want to buy in on defense, you want to go full in on defense and take advantage of running in transition, that's the lineup to do so. And all we have heard is that they want to buy in on defense. Defense is where they want to make their identity. They want to be a good defense this year. They want to be a middle-of-the-pack defense this year. That's the only lineup where I see any of those things becoming possible. You're putting all your defenders into that starting lineup, and trying to run in transition. That's the only lap I can see it happening. Now, if you want to go more offensive, you can go... If you want to go for an offensive type of team and maybe sacrifice the defense, then I'd probably go Cade, Ivy, Asar, Stu Duran. I mean, you don't really got any other choices with Boyan out. So basically, it's only really the two guard, I think, that changes in this scenario. You can go with Ivy in that case, um, and you probably would be better offensively, especially in the half court with that lineup. Um, but defensively, you definitely would be worse. You'd suffer in that department. You wouldn't be as good of a rebounding team as well as we saw in that that stretch with that other starting lineup. Um, I don't know if even that would be my second option, though, because it looks like the Pistons are really trying to get Ivy familiar with that six-man role. So if that is what they want, my second option probably would just be start Burks at the two or maybe start Sasser at the two. Like, I don't know. They have... It, it, it's going to be interesting who they choose to be opposite Cade, but if I had my choice, I would just pick Cade, Killian, Asar, Stu, and Duran. That lineup looked actually looked good in the preseason. They played really well together. Um, I think you know that's the only lineup that showed me any promise out of preseason. Now, it was just preseason, so I'm sure there's other lineups that we'll see during the regular season that will show promise and reasons to believe in it. But just based off preseason, yeah, that was the only five-man lineup that actually showed me something that made me think, huh, that actually might work. They might actually be fine with that lineup. Um, and it was because of how good they were defensively. So let me know what you guys think in the comment section down below or over on Twitter. With Boyan and Monty out, one, tell me what the starting lineup will be to start the season. Two, tell me what you think the rotation will look like to start the season. And three, when Boyan and or Monty comes back, What's their role, do you think? Do you think one of them gets traded? Do you think they come off the bench? Or maybe not they, but Boyan. Do you think Boyan comes off the bench? And do you think Monty comes back and immediately gets a rotation spot? Let me know all that, again, in the comment section down below or over on Twitter, at Hill. When we come back, a player that played really well for the Detroit Pistons in preseason got a two-way contract. We'll talk about that and give him some props later on. But first, you guys got here from some of our sponsors, one of our lovely sponsors, I should say, and that is game time. 
You shouldn't have to worry about when you're buying tickets to your next big event. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices viewed from your seat, and their best price guarantee, GameTime takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total upfront, so you know you're getting a great deal without the hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the best place to find last-minute seats. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concert, comedy, theater, and more. With zone deals, you pick the section and GameTime picks the seats for an average of 18% savings. And the game time guarantee means you always get the best price guaranteed. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKDOWNNBA. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. MBA for $20 off. Download Game Time Today, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed with Game Time. So, I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons, hit that subscribe button, or leave us a five star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. That's another great way to support the podcast. So, the Pistons have signed someone to a two-way contract. They have signed Stanley Yumude. I believe I pronounced his last name right this time. Um, He averaged 9.3 points a game in the preseason for the Detroit Pistons. He shot 44% from deep on 4.0 attempts for the Detroit Pistons. Um, Played really well for the Pistons in the preseason. I'm happy he got this two-way contract because, you know, we were talking throughout preseason about the Pistons' one open uh, roster spot and who should get it. And I said after the second preseason game, I thought he should get it easily. I don't think any other player on the Pistons' roster that wasn't on a guaranteed contract or anything, any of the Exhibit 10 guys or, you know, I don't think anyone else deserved it. Um, Outside Stanley, I thought he was playing really, really well. He was sparking the ball really, really well. He was shooting without hesitation. He was playing confidently. Um... So, you know, for the 15th spot on the roster for a two-way contract, you know, you're not going to get no superstar. You're not going to get some star or anything. So you want to kind of find a guy that's familiar with the system. Um, again, maybe brings, you know, good culture to the team, roots for the team, and it will be fine going up and down, up and down, up and down from G League to NBA, NBA to G League. Um, and I think he's going to be – I think he was really – I think he really deserved that two-way contract. I'm honestly happy the Pistons rewarded him with it and stayed in-house with this signing instead of going somewhere else and signing someone off of, you know, someone that got waived or someone that was currently available as a free agent. I think he deserved it. I think he played really well. He shot the ball really well, especially on a team that needs shooting. If there is an injury that happens and someone needs to fill in, having a guy who can shoot the ball, who shot the ball at a 44% clip on in preseason – come in and be able to play spot minutes for you. I, I think that's probably ideal. Um, and again, yeah, like I said, he deserved it. So I want to give props to him. I'm happy for him. Um, and in the in the off chance that, you know, he has to play spot minutes, I, I'm not too concerned um, about him offensively at least spacing the floor. I think he can fill that role in spot minutes if he has to, if injuries come up, and the Pistons can feel pretty okay with that. So 
Um, give him props. Happy for him. Um, and there you go. Signed a two-way contract. Um, before we move on and end the podcast, though, not going to be a very long podcast, but last thing I want to say is this. Everyone, please try to have fun with the Detroit Pistons season this year. I've said this many, many times throughout this offseason, but with the Detroit Pistons, first regular season game, I'm recording this on the 23rd, in two days, two days away, I, I just want to put this announcement out there. Do not let the... Do not let the NBA season get ruined for you so early into the season. I'm telling you guys this right now. Do not go into the Pistons season. Don't go into the NBA season with the sole purpose of your enjoyment factor, your happiness factor, being centered around wins losses for the Detroit Pistons. Can you expect wins? Yes. Should you expect some wins? Yes. Would you want, should you want to see some wins? Yes. But be happy with the minor victories too along the way. Be happy with some of the development of young players along the way. Now, if now if they're losing and no development happens, then okay, it's it, you know, happiness might get ruined instantly. Okay, and it is what it is. I can't I can't help that. You feel me? But if they're if they're not winning a ton of games, but you're seeing fun games played, you're having you know, there, there's fun basketball being played, competitive basketball being played. Young players are improving. You're seeing guys take steps in certain aspects of their game that makes you maybe feel better about the future. Be happy with that. Take those minor victories because it's a long NBA season, and you don't want – everyone's been waiting for Pistons basketball to come back. All Pistons fans have been waiting for Pistons basketball to come back, and it's finally back. And I'm not going to lie, I'm already seeing some people (laughs) – I'm already seeing some fans taxed out. Like, oh my God, we're going through it again another year. I can't do it, man. Like, it's, it, it, this is, oh, here we go. Preseason went terribly. This is about to be awful. Like, don't do that to yourself. It's only October. It's only October. You got to find some way to have fun throughout the season. I think there is an easy way to have fun throughout the year. Just take the minor victories and enjoy progression of players. And if wins come along with that, fantastic. Again, I want to make it clear. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be expecting more wins. I'm not saying that you shouldn't want to win more games. Like, obviously, you should want all of that. But if they do lose, you know, a little bit more than they win, but some other fun stuff I have is happening, enjoy the fun stuff that's happening, man. It's a long season. When the season's over, everyone will be mad that the season's over and want to watch some more basketball. So just find minor victories and have fun with this season. There's so much stuff to watch for and have fun with that don't just include wins. Scheme. How does Monty Mon play offensively, defensively? How does Kate improve? How does Jalen Duran improve? Does Jane Ivy stay on the bench or come on or come on as a starter? How does he play in the bench role? Does uh, Isaiah Stewart, Killian Hayes improve? Does Marcus Sasser eventually break the rotation? If he does, what does he look like? Like, there's all kinds of stuff to watch for with this team. Does the, do the Pistons make a trade? Like, all this stuff. I feel like there's multiple storylines to watch with the Pistons this year. And if they aren't winning a lot of games, don't let it ruin your time. Don't let it ruin your time. There's too many other things going on that can keep your time, you know, enjoyable. So that was the last thing I wanted to say on this podcast. Since the Pistons have their game coming in a day and a half or two days from now, um, had to get that out there before the season started officially. So let me know in the comment section down below how you guys are feeling for the Pistons upcoming Hope, uh, not home opener, but season opener against the Miami Heat. How you feel about the Pistons this upcoming season after the preseason? Are you guys excited? Are you guys down in the dumps? I want to hear from you guys. Let me know in the comment section down below or over on Twitter at Kuku Hill. That's all I've got for you guys today. Thank you guys for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Locked On Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review. 
on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. And until next time, I'll see you guys later. Stay safe out there. Go Pistons. Until next time, peace out.